0: Hola todos. Welcome back to From the Bronx with Love. (laughs) Hi. How are you? How are you? I'm doing good. Mm -hmm. Actually, this is Karen and Dom from the future. (laughs) (laughs) So by the time you listen to this episode, we'll be in LA. We'll be in LA doing work stuff and that's why we decided to pre-record this episode because it was probably going to be kind of complicated to find time to record that week that we're going away.
1: Also pretty disingenuous because then we would have to change the whole concept of the whole title. From, <gasps> uh, from L.A. Love. Okay. <laughs> why was i gonna say from the la
0: what's wrong with me (laughs) from the la (laughs) from the los angeles well i guess because the podcast is from the bronx yeah although i think i saw this on twitter or i'm not sure where i heard it but someone pointed out that when you refer to any other borough you just say like oh queens manhattan but then when you refer to the bronx Bronx, you always say yeah exactly you don't just say oh i'm going to bronx
1: no oh ew 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 ew. (laughs) i do not like the sound of that
0: (laughs) so you have to say i'm going to the bronx
1: i'm from the bronx exactly because it's the put some respect in the name of the bronx (laughs) i love that (laughs) we out
0: here And as the title says, today we are going to talk about our problematic faves. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that you guys already know that Kanye will not be on my list. (laughs) Because I was never really a fan of his.
1: But this was um, inspired by Kanye. Uh, Well, like a conversation surrounding Kanye and I guess like... By this time um, you're listening to this, his album already came out. His release party already happened. Millions of people listened to it after millions of others said they were going to cancel him. So I don't know what kind of math is going on there.
0: <laughs> um, I didn't listen to it. I haven't. Me neither. I'm so strong.
1: I'm really proud yeah. of myself. I'm a hero. I
0: know. And actually... Um, I'm not sure if you remember, but in, in, at work, we're like in this little group chat where we share music with a few other coworkers and someone shared Kanye's album. And I clearly said, I was like, I'm not going to listen to it.
1: Oh yeah. I was like, listen, if slavery was a choice for my ancestors, me not listening to you is a choice. Mr. <laughs> Kanye West.
0: So yeah, I was like, nope, I refuse to listen to this. But I do know that some people, even though, you know, he made those comments, they still went out there and listened to his album. And that's what
1: got me thinking. I was like, you know what? A part of me is like, listen, I this is like everyone across the board should be like this should have like really really imploded his career and like people should like that should be the hard line where people like listen no not in 2018 are we gonna have you out here talking like one legitimizing Trump like his wife said and two like really really dismissing the entire like story and being very reductionist to like the history of African-Americans and slavery and the Atlantic slavery trade. Like you're not that whole history, like that shaped the entire, this hemisphere. Like, Like, what what are you doing as someone who is so, who is so prominent in cultural, like in the cultural fabric, like this should be a hard line where people are like, no, but at the same time, I'm just like, I too am someone who kind of bends a little when, My favorite person (laughs) says some crazy nonsense. So where do I stand on this? And I think this is our conversation
0: today. This is. I feel like because, you know, we're not perfect. And so we always, I think, follow or, you know, just listen to someone that has had controversial, controversial comments in the past. And so Dom and I kind of, like, went through our list of favorites and, you know, decided to check who had some controversy. And then,
1: like, I think a part of growing and being more socially conscious means that, like, sometimes you really can't separate the artist from the art. Like, um, thankfully, none of my favorite, like, um directors in the whole Me Too movement (gasps) have been swept up oh yes people have used that as like oh let's separate like Woody Allen's movies from Woody Allen who's an like he's an abhorrent person like and the reason why for me I'm like that really doesn't stand is because so much of him is in his art so if you are co-signing his art you're co-signing him um so like there is, like, a little bit of, like, there's a point where you are growing, like, you're growing in your own social consciousness, and you're forming your own pol- politics, and if someone's, like, views don't align with you and, like, really are antithetical to your values, then you gotta just be like, listen, I can't, I can't listen to you because this is not what I represent
0: yeah. or what
1: I'm about. Exactly yeah you said it perfect thank you i have a whole speech no i'm kidding (laughs) (laughs) but i do like i've noticed this in me like in high school um i feel like in high school i was an idiot as we all were (laughs) um especially especially in high school even undergrad i was so (laughs) stupid Um, now that I read more and I am more I moved out, obviously and you know, opened the Bronx. And um and I'm just like more in tune with like people of other cultures and understanding politics and I think that has to do with a little bit of like what happened in twenty sixteen, but like the more I I hate I hate really using this word woke, but the more more woke you get, the more you realize, you know, that growth happens in you and the more you realize, like, "Mm, you got to cut some things. With that being said, um, where do you, like, kind of draw the line when it comes to, like, what is acceptable? Like, because at the end of the day, People are problematic. Yes. Like I've said a lot of things that probably weren't, um, quote, politically correct. I probably said something that was offensive or um, just sounded flat out ignorant. And I had to be schools. And if you know better, do better. But if you don't know better and you say it, like, there's only so much you can do. Like, I I try to live my life where I don't say anything in in malice unless someone is attacking me then that's another story and I'm a full-blown Scorpio Sagittarius Latina um (laughs) so don't come for me is what I'm saying
0: right (laughs) (laughs) my main issue with Kanye was because like where did this comment come from like what made him say this like I really don't understand and that's where it was like Did you hear yourself as you were saying this? Mm -hmm. And so it just bothers me the fact that you're going to, you just disrespected so much people. And yet you kind of think that you're going to get away with it because of who you are. Mm -hmm. And you're going to think like, oh yeah, I can go any day and say some other dumb shit and people are still going to listen to my music.
1: Yeah. That's, Yeah. Well, you read Kanye. That's, it's, that's essentially what it is. Yes. I am Kanye. Yes. Like there doesn't need to be any kind of
0: historical context. What I say is what it is. Exactly. And then he's like, Oh, well, this won't affect my career at all because I'm Kanye and people are still going to listen to my music.
1: Yeah, he's still incredibly relevant, incredibly um, valuable because right. there are going to be people that he produces music for because Kanye was a producer before he was a rapper. Mm-hmm. So he'll produce music for it, and that still will be, like, the Kanye golden touch. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So, like, he's still very, like, much a goldmine, and he's more valuable to the industry than the industry is
0: to him. Mm-hmm. And I feel like he abuses that. Mm -hmm. So that's where I was like, I'm not feeling this at all. I don't know. I hope that answered your question. Yeah, no, that makes some sense that
1: to me, what I got from that is just you hate when, um, and I kind of hate this too, when like, especially on Twitter, because there's like a strain of like liberal celebrities who are like part of the resistance. And it's a lot of performing so they don't really know what they're talking about. Oh, right. When it's like, I don't know. Like, with the, okay, a good example is like the 1,500 um, or so um, undocumented children that went missing. Oh, yeah. And you heard the biggest uproar from so many celebrities, white ones too. Mm-hmm. Um, who are part of the resistance are like, Trump, this is your legacy. Trump this, Trump bad mm-hmm. And then like, I'm like, okay, one, explain to me how they literally lost children, first of all. And yeah. that was like not being discussed. And that was just like this whole like, let's outdo one another to show how much we care about these undocumented children. That like you you didn't even care enough to have the story correct.
0: Yes, exactly. That is it. It's like, why talk about a topic that you don't even know much about? And then you have platforms. That's the thing. Like me, I kind of got caught up in it because I was like, what
1: is this? Because the news stories were like not clear. Um, but. I don't have a platform and thankfully I didn't share that on our, our, our platform, the the product. Yeah. I didn't share it either. Yeah. Me myself, I don't have a platform, but like if you have 1.23 million followers Mm. and you're sharing this misinformation, that is irresponsible.
0: Yes exactly yeah
1: so that's what i kind of got from you i don't know if that was Oh right. yeah. no no
0: no yeah that made perfect sense and i think you explained that way better than i did <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know i hate it when they're when they're very performative and it's like i'm against trump and i'm against you know the way the immigration system is and we're like a lot of them are like abolish ice and i'm like where was this energy when ice was really really lit under mm-hmm. Obama's administration y'all were quiet I don't even know y'all knew what ICE was <laughs> so this so, whole like abolish ICE and now it's like you know Trump is a monster which he absolutely oh, is oh yes we won't fight on that right but like you know be a little consistent or don't show your ass so much like don't show that you are, really are just like doing this for likes and retweets mm-hmm. yes <laughs> Yeah.
0: Do you have any favorites that you want to share with us?
1: Yes. Okay. I have a list. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Okay. Um, Everyone sit back. Yes. So I want to this
1: one I think is a this one's pretty big for me because it's one of the reasons why I decided to go to film school. It's my absolute favorite movie in the entire world. If there's one thing I could do If I was like on death row and they asked me, what are the things you want? I would want tacos, um, Akla, (laughs) which is, um, uh, fritters with scotch bonnet preppers. And I, they're all over my Instagram. If you guys who aren't Haitian want to know more about Akla, delicious. Um, so I would want those two things and I would want to watch Almost Famous before I died, before they executed (laughs) me. (laughs) Okay, <laughs> that's how strongly I feel about this movie. Wow, I love it, it's the best. Um, I, I'm I love Cameron Crowe, um, as a director. And one of the things in the movie that's really problematic it is, um, this one scene, and this probably is a spoiler, but this one scene where Penny Lane, who is like the protagonist's, like love interest, he has a big, the biggest crush on Kate Hudson's character, who whose name is Penny Lane in the movie. Okay, he has a big crush on her, but she is like in love with the um, this other character in the movie, and he treats her terribly because she is um, part of this group called the Band Aids. Um, and they're basically groupies but they changed their name to not be groupies to become <laughs> the band and they follow this band um this band around on tour and FYI this movie takes place in the early to mid 70s so they follow this like rock band around and Kate Hudson's character eventually becomes the mistress of the lead singer and the lead singer kind of like leads her on and lets her know that he's like not with his wife anymore. And this scene that I'm going to uh, discuss is she finds out that he is very much still with his wife. She sees his wife at a luncheon. She goes Ooh. back to her hotel room, um, is, gets really upset and overdoses on quaaludes. And the main character will, who has been following the band because he's writing about them for Rolling Stones, um, Finds her in her in her um hotel room, like passed out pretty much, or like near consciousness. She's like in and out talking a little bit. And like kind of instead of, you know, immediately getting help for her, right. I, like holds her, looks in her looks in her eyes and kisses her. And I'm like, this is so messed up. Ooh. Very date, rapey so, it's my favorite movie. That's that's what happened in my favorite movie.
0: Oh, okay. So, that's why. Okay, I see. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Just the way that you described that scene. I was like, mm-hmm. what made him think that that was okay? I know. It was, it was the reason why, to me, also
1: it is problematic is the way that it was painted it was painted as like because he was like professing his love to her finally because that's when he had the courage to because she wasn't really she wasn't really con- like conscious so she couldn't hear him and he couldn't be embarrassed by by it so, oh so that's when he saw like this is my chance to let her know that I love her and like they made this into a romantic scene and like <gasps> this is creepy
0: oh hell no that ain't not romantic at all, at all. I know Oh, the way that it was portrayed, yeah. Yeah,
1: so that is, like, my number one problematic thing. Okay.
0: I haven't watched that movie, but now I'm kind of curious.
1: Oh, it's so good. It's also problematic because there's, like, two Black people two seconds into the movie, and that is it. It is very white. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But... I think when I was talking about earlier when I'm like, oh, when I was in high school, I was an idiot. Um, That really, really was like resonated with me in terms of the media I consumed because I was like really suburban. Yeah. Um, And like most of my surrounding outside of my media community were white oh so I'm like oh I don't see anything wrong with friends not having any black characters until the eighth season yeah
0: <laughs> I know that I also have like some movies and I was watching one recently but for some reason I can't remember the name and I was I just like watched the movie with like a different perspective and I was like half of this stuff would not be okay now yes yeah, and then, like, I, I was thinking, I was, like, when I first saw this movie, I didn't think anything of it. Like, I thought that was okay. But I'm trying to remember what freaking movie I, it was, because I saw a couple of movies, like, this past week. But if, I, if the name comes to me, I will let you guys know. Okay. But speaking of my problematic fave, mm-hmm. Kat Bundy. Oh, I, Yes. Right. And we were just talking this week about her wedding and her makeup. Yeah. And now this happens. (laughs) I was like, what the hell? Kat, come on. Right. So for anyone that is not familiar with Kat Von D, she is this famous tattoo artist who I discovered her um, via the show LA Inc., yeah which we are both we
1: are both big fans of Yes,
0: exactly. did you watch the whole franchise did you watch a- ny inc i did watch ny inc i would watch miami inc you know I like on my, and off
1: miami is what sold it for me i watched miami first like oh religiously.
0: no i watched la inc first ah. and then i i discovered that there was a miami inc and obviously when i heard New York Inc. I was like, yes, I'm all about Mm -hmm. that. But then I started following Kat Von D's career a bit more. And then eventually, like, and I I told you this, Dom, that when she, I think it was when she first launched her makeup line with Sephora, Mm -hmm. I went to the meet and greet that she had at the Sephora on 34th Street in Manhattan. And I waited there in line with her poster being like this (laughs) fangirl. And then I finally got to meet her. I took a picture with her. She signed my poster. And back in the day, I didn't, you know, have the funds to buy such expensive makeup. Yeah. So I didn't buy anything. But then eventually, once I did, I purchased her one of her eyeliners. And I think I, got, I had an eyeshadow palette from her. I oh. can't remember. But... You know, you and I were talking about her setting powder. And I was also thinking about purchasing some of her lipsticks just because I love matte lipsticks. Yes. But now this news comes and I'm just like, should I really give you my money? But then Mm -hmm. I also really want your makeup.
1: Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. So So the news is... um, So I know that I talk more about being plant-based, even though someone started out as the more militant vegan after watching (laughs) one documentary. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I'm more plant-based. I wouldn't say I'm completely vegan, um, only because I haven't done it for a full year. And I'm like kind of on it. I've been on and off, but I've been consistent about it for the past, um, I want to say, Four or five months. Right. Um, But I'm plant-based and I follow that community on the periphery. And I know Kat Von D is like, that's one of her things is that she's, she's very vegan and all of her makeup is, and she goes through great lengths to be um, a large scale commercial brand that's cruelty free and vegan. And I'm like, I love that. So right so 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 much i really love that and i love that those were her values and um i didn't really know that she was married to prayers but i didn't know that she or marrying prayers or that they were even dating um until i saw like the announcement when they got the matching manicures oh right um all the way in february that happened in february and then they had another wedding ceremony that was bigger with all their vegan friends so that's why i was like oh this is like great and they had like they both say like really beautiful things about each other and about life and i was like oh this is like awesome and i'm like okay so camp MD isn't like those vegans
0: Whew, child uh-huh i said that too quickly now that she finally announced her pregnancy mm-hmm. we know that she is like those vegans she is an anti vaxer y'all I was uh, looking at this article that was published in Nylon, and -hmm. they posted the image of her Instagram, where she, you know, touched on the topic and how she's being bombarded with comments. Mm -hmm. And so I want to read a little bit about this. So she said... My own father flipped out on me when I told him we decided to ditch our doctor and go with a midwife instead. Now, this is where I want to add that I was also not born in a hospital. I was born at my grandma's house. Oh, no, 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 no. I was born at the midwife's house. So when my Mm -hmm. mom started feeling the symptoms, you know, the contractions, You know, my dad drove her to the midwife's house and I was born there in a house. Mm-hmm. Eventually, a doctor did check me. But throughout my mom's pregnancy, it was all be you know, done with a midwife. That's mm-hmm. how things were done in the town that I am from. Mm-hmm. But I did get my my shots and everything that I needed. Mm-hmm. And so continuing to read this article, then she went on to state that she has the intention of raising a vegan child without vaccinations. That's. (laughs) She said, and then the article continues and it says, if you don't know what it's like to have people around you think you're ridiculous, try being, being openly vegan. And if you don't know what it's like to have an entire world openly criticize you, judge you, Throw uninformed opinions and curse you. Try being openly pregnant, being vegan on Instagram. And she says, this is our child and this is our pregnancy journey. Yeah. Congratulations. She's the first person to have a child in the world. (laughs) Which, okay. I understand the fact that you want to have a natural pregnancy because, I don't think I've ever told you this, Dom, right? That right. if I ever have a child, I want it to be like the same way as my mom had me. Like I want a midwife and I want to try and have it as naturally as I can. Right, and I want
1: a surrogate.
0: <laughs> oh, that's right. I do not ever want to be pregnant. However, I feel like vaccinations are crucial. Yes. They help you with just like overall health. And the fact that, you know, science has come so far in order to, you know, make these vaccinations that will save us from sicknesses that could potentially kill us. Um, why would you refuse to give those vaccinations to your baby? I, have
1: a, I think I have three things, two things, I don't know, a couple things. Okay. Um, like you said, it's totally her choice um, to have a midwife and a doula. I I like half kid that I want to surrogate only because I know personally I've had a lot of issues with my reproductive organs and systems and health. So I'm just like, I kind of just like, it was so taxing on my body just with a menstrual cycle. I can't imagine what it would be carrying a full human being However, that being said, I don't, I would actually want to, um, have a really healthy pregnancy in conjunction with a midwife and a doula as well. Uh Uh-huh. Probably not a home birth. I don't know. I'm not sure. Okay. (laughs) See, that's still, yeah. So that's still something that I like, that is my journey. Um, and I think everyone has a right to be a mother and a journey and like, that is like, I think motherhood is great and beautiful and awesome. I don't like the romanticization of pregnancy and labor itself when people are like, it's so beautiful and the whole process is gorgeous and amazing and it's like the sexy thing. No, it's not. Um, and women go through so much. It's an amazing thing that you can do, but I don't think you should glorify it as something that it's not, and polish mm-hmm. it off. Like you yeah. should be one hundred percent really gritty and real about it. Um, because I feel like part of the reason why women feel so isolated, um, and there's like spikes of postpartum depression, is because they're like they think they're alone in like their their feelings and their suffering and oh, their pain. Right. Because everyone's just like, Mother, you're like, it is like you're just supposed to think automatically it's beautiful.
0: Where like And once you give birth, you don't feel beautiful. No, the whole thing is kinda of gross. <laughs> it is. It's totally. Um, but I
1: love that we have the ability to give life. So like these two things can exist simultaneously. You can think it's kind of painful and horrible, um, on the body, not overall. Like having a child is not horrible. <laughs> Um, but so I think that's really valid that she wants to do that. And I think that's great, but conflating natural and drug-free with drug-free completely and not giving your child vaccinations is dangerous. So for her to conflate those two to her followers and to make it seem like those are two, one in the same is really yes. misleading and intellectually and then, dishonest.
0: Yes, it's misleading. And you know what? This goes back to our previous episode that we did about this individual that modeled her life after Carrie Bradshaw. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people that, you know, Kat Von D also has a lot of followers. And mm-hmm. there are going to be people out there that they're like, okay, if Kat Von D is doing it, I'm also going to do it. Mm-hmm. And they're putting, Not only their child in danger, but also everyone else around them. Exactly. And that's totally irresponsible. So irresponsible. Um, So that's
1: my biggest issue. Um, And then, like, you know, the health of the child. Like, come on. Like, your ideology should take a backseat when it comes to your children. You know, if it's going to be something that's going to put your child in, like, the line of danger.
0: Yes, I really agree on that. Because, like... He's a well, the baby obviously is not gonna like form its own opinions as soon as it's out of the womb. Mm-hmm. But at least like that's that's an issue that will affect his health later on. So you should at least give the vaccinations that the baby needs. And then for everything else, once he's of age, let him decide what he wants to do. Yeah, Don't take those decisions for him. Especially the vegan part. Yeah, I, I also that's what I was going to say, especially the vegan part, because, hey, if the child loves a hamburger, let him have a hamburger. Exactly. And this goes back to everyone being their own person and being able to form your own ideas. But because this, this baby obviously can't do that right off the bat, no matter how natural of a birth you want to have, vaccinations are a must. Like you don't, what are you going to put your child in a bubble? Like there are germs out there in this world. Mm -hmm. So you want your child to be as protected as possible. Yeah. So how are you, I really think it's an irresponsible decision from her. I do as well. Um, and then I also want to
1: go into this victim complex. Mm. If you want to know how hard it is to live in the world, be a vegan. As if that is the hardest thing in the world to be. As if being undocumented isn't hard. As if being a woman isn't hard. As if being a woman of color isn't hard. As if being a black woman isn't hard. A black man isn't hard. You know what I mean? Yeah. Being LGBTQIA plus isn't hard. Veganism is the hardest thing in the world for someone
0: to endure. Is she serious? And this is a thing that she chose. Yeah. So like she chose to be vegan. Yeah. And no one is coming at her because of that. They're coming for her because of the fact that she doesn't want to give her child the vaccinations that it needs. Yeah. And then so for her to say that. People are attacking her because she's vegan. Not at all. All these comments that are being posted are related to the vaccination topic. So she cannot say like, oh, being vegan is so difficult. No one is fighting you on that. Like no one is saying don't be a vegan.
1: Right. Like I don't know what rights um, vegans don't have. Right? Right yeah, I really don't know what they're missing out in society except for the fact that sometimes people just think that it's stupid. <laughs> wow. If that, honestly, can you imagine the privilege if that's the worst thing in your life? that Like, oh, being vegan is so hard. Like, one, it's incredibly insensitive, and she's really not thinking about her mar- more marginalized fans. Yes. Um, and two, it's like, wow, really? Okay. Um, that must be nice when the only thing you're, you know, really pressed about is the fact that like you want to eat a black bean veggie patty instead of beef. Yep.
0: That must be real nice. Like, Ooh, what a difficult decision. Yeah. Meanwhile, there are so many other issues going on around the world people that don't even have the option of whether to be vegans or to be have a cheeseburger because basically they don't have food at all
1: exactly and you know what else these vegans really need to step off this high horse about animal rights and like you know the animal um there's like so much animal suffering when meanwhile who's out here picking your strawberries who's out here picking your grapes who's out here picking your lettuce and your almonds like that is another. You thing. think that's mechanical? You think it's these white ass farmers who own the farms? No, it's the um. What do you call them? Ba- Baseros. Baceros. Bacia- Baceros. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the day laborers. It's the workers. It's the people they actually bus in from Mexico to give them seasonal, temporary work. They get seasonal visas,
0: and just then they to get kicked out. And then they get kicked out. And so, then also their living conditions are not the best. They're, they're almost enslaved. Treated. Yeah, exactly. And then women have also come out saying that they have been harassed mm-hmm. by the owner by the owners of these fields. Mm-hmm. So then the fact that you're claiming to be vegan in order to like because animal cruelty and all that. Um, what about human cruelty? Yeah. I I don't know why she's taking this decision, basically.
1: Yeah, I mean, the thing is, you have to see that she doesn't think she's wrong. That's the thing.
0: Yeah, that is true. But then, Mm -hmm. how does she she expect her child to combat, like, all these diseases out there and just sicknesses overall?
1: Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, okay, if you are so informed...
0: yeah you know what what
1: is your like what is your what is your alternative yeah like how do you explain how this child won't get polio because the reason why we don't get polio is because we are all vaccinated it's Mm -hmm. Mm called immunity so like well how do you explain because it's not that it didn't it's not that we eradicated it you know what i mean it's still out there yeah, there are people in third world countries that still have diseases that we were able to get rid of like a hundred years ago. They exactly. still get yellow fever. Let's still get um, polio. Mm-hmm. So like, it's still out there. It's still a thing. So like, how do you explain how your child's yes, going to
0: get it? Exactly. And then, okay, if she's going this natural vegan way for her pregnancy, like, okay, I understand if you're an adult. And you have a headache. Probably there's there's an alternative for Tylenol, right? Let's say. Yeah. You probably have a tea, or if you have a stomachache, instead of having pe- Pepto Bismol, you have mm-hmm. another tea. But I don't think there's a freaking tea that will cure polio. Right. You.
1: <laughs> you know. You please tell my oh. Haitian parents that. <laughs> There is a tea for everything in the Haitian culture. And a tea for cancer. Oh my god. That's another episode.
0: I like I really think like, okay, we are adults and sure maybe a tea will help us out. But I don't know about a child. If a tea will really help them build their antibodies. Hello, Miss Science Thing. (laughs)
1: Let me know. So, so with all that being said, yes, I still use her um her uh translucent um setting powder, like, the yeah. locket powder that I bought with I heard hard earned hard oh wow, hard earned money, thirty dollars. It's a lot of money for for loose powder. It's yeah. excellent quality. It's if anyone knows me, has seen me in public, if y'all know me in general, and I think we've mentioned this, like I, we both have oily combinations. Yes. And I look like an oil slick, especially during these summer months, which I'm
0: not about. <laughs> you, sh- you guys should have seen Dom the other day when we were out basically most of the day, and Dom was super matte. Mm -hmm. like perfect like her makeup was flawless yes a lot of powder works
1: said I looked airbrushed and I was like thank you Kat Von D but also this is right before this was a day before she came out as an anti-vaxxer and I was like oh my god what are you doing
0: yep and a lot of people have been tweeting about you know the fact that they don't want to buy any of her makeup anymore because of the of this issue Mm-hmm. and someone posted Karina posted and it says literally unfollow me if you're going to justify Kat Von D's uneducated decision mm-hmm. not to vaccinate mm. and they do make a good point though it says it becomes a public health issue when someone selfishly chooses not to yeah. she doesn't care about the children who are unable to vaccinate due to illness Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. There are children who have died from measles here in the United States of America because someone decided not to vaccinate their child. Yep. Oh, someone said here I was with Kat Von D's natural vegan pregnancy and birth until she said that she wasn't going to vaccinate her child. Done. No more Kat Von D cosmetics for me. I haven't bought that setting powder. But I'm really tempted to, Uh, so that's why Kat Von D is my problematic fave. Yes, that's
1: she's mine too.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I I just I don't know. I'm I'm still debating. I'm having a really hard time. Yeah, this is hard. Yeah, for me, for for example, for like Kanye, it was like the minute that he made that comment, I was like, nope. You're, you're like the
1: minute you hear me that comment, you're ready to have a press conference
0: and be like, "Listen, <laughs> I told y'all." <laughs> it was more than it's easy for true. you, yes. But with Cavanti, I'm having a hard time. It is. It is actually very hard. Um, yeah, and also, I. This is another reason why I wouldn't go after people on Twitter that are listening to his album because I know that I will also have a difficult time with other problematic fakes, yeah so if you want to listen to Kanye's album hey that's you personally I choose not to do it Kat Von D you want to you know stop purchasing her cosmetics go ahead I'm just having a hard time yeah I and I'm accepting that her decision is wrong Yes, I think that's true. Like, what
1: that person said, if you're going to justify, I don't think either of us are justifying. No. We really did rip into her. Mm -hmm. Um, Rightfully so. Yes. I don't care. I don't have a problem saying this to
0: her face when I'm more famous. (laughs) She wants to step. I'm ready, You guys already know the first controversy that Dom will have (laughs) once she's famous. (laughs) How fun do you look out? Yeah. So, I'm not... Lisa,
1: I'm not afraid of these um of these opinions these factual statements we're saying oh right (laughs) um I will say I probably will finish off my setting powder but um there is a really helpful list that's out on Twitter on social media if y'all want to check it out in regards Mm -hmm. to Kat Von D and it's um alternatives that are Also, vegan and cruelty free, and are in the same caliber as her products. So, what I might do is finish off my setting powder and then maybe check if I can have the same satisfaction with a different brand.
0: Okay. All right. That sounds good.
1: Yeah. If not, um, y'all, I'll use Kat Von D until I die. So, (laughs) even in death, my face is
0: locked. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) well that wraps it up for this segment yes it does all right everyone hope you guys enjoyed this little episode and the following week we're probably going to be doing a recap of what we did in LA and if we got to visit the places that we had planned yes awesome so stay tuned for that episode and have a great night everyone Or good morning (laughs) whenever you're listening to this. Bye. This
1: podcast was executive produced by Karen Almonte. You can follow us on social media to keep up with your favorite Bronx ladies. From the Bronx with Love is part of Anthology House Media.